Hello family, welcome to CE Online. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're so excited about today's service. We believe that this could be the best and most impacting hour of your week. Throughout the service, if you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, please go to churchexperience.tv slash connect or just pull out your camera app, hit the QR code to connect with us. If you have any questions, wanna know what's going on here at CE, just hit the subscribe button right here. We would love to hear from you and we'll be praying for you. We're ready to dive in. Would you stand to worship with us as we sing songs to Jesus?
really have a close relationship with God. It was more of a religion. I had my own restaurant and my finances were a mess. Jesus meets you where you are, whether your life is in a train wreck or you're doing well. I think a lot of times I have been stumped. I just knew he was there, but never had that relationship. And there's just many other things in my life that I put before him. We were extremely poor. Where in the past, I wasn't really sure like if I truly believed in God anymore. Eventually became addicted to pain pills, which turned into a addiction to heroin. I was what you would call a cold Christian. <laughs> so like I prayed, but that's about it. I think my lowest point was after a month after I gave my daughter up. I really didn't care anymore about living or dying. God took her anyway. That, that destroyed me, and uh, it destroyed every bit of faith I had for a very long time. Yeah, it just devastated me. Like I say, I was just like dead afterwards. It's like I had died too. I don't usually talk about this, but you know, I used to think about you know suicide. It wasn't going anywhere. There was we weren't surrounding ourselves with uh, positive people. I felt disconnected from church and from God, and so I stopped attending church. Um, ended up having suicidal thoughts. Count on one thing the same God that never fails. You won't fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out, working all things out. Yes,
choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names. Nothing can stand against. Oh yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. A completely different atmosphere. I was welcomed from the very beginning and now I feel like I've been able to see through the love of these followers that Jesus accepts us just the way that we are. No matter what your past looks like, no, no matter what you're going through right now, He will accept you and things just you slowly started to fall into place. I, I just felt more of a blessing, more of a connection with God. Like I was thanking Him actually for the opportunity to give back. And with that, I was just blessing upon blessing. Things just fell into place. He also showed me how to understand this world. I, that's something I really strive for, to understand and learn more. And that's what Jesus gave me. He taught me why the world is the way it is why there's evil, why there's good, why we do what we do, and more. Not only that, he gave me this eternal peace that will never go away, that I know, no matter how bad things get in this world, that I'm going to be dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever, and I have nothing to worry about. I think God has given me the answers. I think that's actually really common in my life. There's been at least half a dozen times when I came up with an, a solution. It wasn't me, actually, but I was given a solution that was way outside the realm of any knowledge that I had. Or maybe I had the knowledge, but it wasn't anything I ever would have thought of or ever used before. I think that's a, a gift from the Holy Spirit is actually what I think. So since the baptism in October, I have really done everything I can in my power to strengthen my relationship with God. I've seen God change me in so many ways and just kind of rearrange my life, my train of thought, and I just want to give back and share my story to others. And I'm so excited to see what else God has in store for me because I know that He is not done with my story yet. And it was literally an encounter with God for me because I haven't realized that God was taking care of me since I was born. And from all step of the way, and every moment of my life, he was always with me, and uh, it was ex it was really special. Trusting God is really what gives me hope, because at the end of the day, even though I'm not hurting, the things that bother me or would normally worry me or stress me out and feel like I need to take control of are the things that he's telling me it's going to be okay. And he has a plan for me, and I trust in that, and I trust that whatever it looks like, it's perfect. And so I don't want to rush it, and I don't try to rush it, because I know that it's going to be beautiful.
the king of my heart be the mountain where i run the fountain i drink from oh he is my song let the king of my heart be the shadow where i hide the ransom for my life oh he is my song Cause you are
Heavenly Father, Lord, you are so good. As we sing these songs to you, Father, we come from love, Lord, to worship you, Father. In the midst of the storm, God, you are good. And whatever's happening in this world, we might not be able to see it, but you are still good. And we are just going to worship you through it, through that storm. God, we love you so much. And we thank you for your goodness. And it is in your name we pray. Amen. It never fails, you know, when I'm $300 short on paying the mortgage, all of a sudden, you know, God just shows up and a check for exactly that amount of money just shows up in my mailbox. Like, I couldn't plan this, I couldn't script my life this way, but I know that God's always there to take care of every single need that I have. And, you know, it gives me a piece of peace and serenity to know that no matter what, like, God's got me. God's got my back. Suddenly I was like, I want to be God's jailer. I want to love him and I want to depend on him like the air I breathe. And it has been a full-time job trying to get back to where I was or just trying to heal from this, this past life I had. But the payoff is so much more than I could have ever imagined. Things got better. I, I quit partying altogether at some point. I quit doing all the self-destructive things of my life. I started even looking at the adoption of my daughter as a good thing and not as a bad thing. I didn't see myself as damaged or as unvaluable as I did before. And I realized that through Christ I could have purpose, that I could, that I didn't have to search for other purposes, that I could have purpose through Him and that He could give me a reason to make a difference, even if it was a small difference. It made it so much better to live. It just gave me a reason to live, I guess you could say. It made me happy in the way that I never thought possible. There's no going back from that. <laughs> Every piece of the puzzle fit together at that point. It was like, wow, I've been such an idiot. How could I not understand that? How could I not see it? God does love us and God does have a reason for all of us. And that's that's why I finally decided I'm going to get baptized. Love, I finally found it. I, I know that without a doubt. I heard about uh, church experience through the YouTube video and it just impacted me so much that I know now that was God speaking to me, saying, you're going, no excuses. I went, and it's just been just so amazing. The love, the outpouring, the, the genuine love, their listeners, which is really important. You know, people were just genuinely interested in me and you know, cared about me, loved me. It's just such a, a powerful feeling, and it's something I, I hope for that everybody can experience. Yeah, I just love it. Well, whenever I got into that room, I felt like it was really fulfilling for me. You know, there's nothing like a human connection. You know, everybody is like super kind to you. They want to know who you are. I feel like everybody should feel that way, you know, feel like they're a part of something and feel like, um, you know, they're worthy of being loved. We put God in the center of our relationship and that's brought us closer. I think our faith has deepened for us. You know, we weren't always in the strongest relationship and it's taught us to pray together and just um, continually push each other to just learn more. 
going, I always pray to God and have a conversation, and I know He's got my back. We love church experience. <laughs> On October 14th, 2015, I was baptized as an adult, standing in the water, um, and Brandon was joking around with me. I knew it was something that I was meant to do. Um, coming out of the water, I felt free. Um, I felt like it was a new me, and physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, mentally, I was becoming a new person. God's done some amazing things in my life since I joined Church Experience, and I look forward to more amazing things to come. Well, how amazing to hear all of those stories of life transformation in Jesus' name. Come on, isn't that amazing? Let's clap our hands together. Come on, church, let's praise God for all those amazing life change stories. Wow, just wow. Listen, I hope that hearing those kind of stories never gets old for you, and I hope it never gets old for me. I just am hungry to hear more stories of life transformation. And, and that's what it's all about, right? I mean, we want to see Jesus changing lives. It's what he's doing in our church. It's what he's doing in our communities. And we are so excited about what he's doing. Can we just, one more time, let's just praise God. Come on, let's clap our hands and thank God for what he's doing. It's amazing, truly amazing. Hey, would you join me in prayer? Let's go before this God who is changing lives and ask him to do more of it. Come on, let's pray. God, we pray today, right here and right now, as we hear this message today, that God, you would do what you've always been doing, that through your word, through your power, that you would change and transform lives. God, we pray that for others, but God, we pray that for ourselves today. God, I pray that for me, that you would change and transform our heart to be more like Jesus. Because Jesus, we know when we become more like you, your kingdom comes on this earth. Your will is done on this earth like it is in heaven. And that's what we want. So bring your kingdom into our lives. God, bring your power into our lives, into our families, into our cities. Jesus, just wreck us in a very good way today and bring your power into our lives. Right here and right now, in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, I'm so glad that you're here today. What a great start to our service, getting to worship together, getting to hear stories of life transformation. And man, we, we've had a good week with sports too here in what we call Champa Bay, right? The Tampa Bay Lightning, we've been cheering them on as they're trying to work towards a Stanley Cup finals victory. That's what we're all hoping for. And, and you know, some of you say, well, I don't know, what, what does the Tampa Bay Lightning have to do with church? I'll tell you, it has everything to do with it. In fact, there's a big argument that the angels in heaven are actually fans of the Tampa Bay Lightning. No, you don't believe me? Check this out. This is in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse three. God's word says about an angel, it says his appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. Come on, tell me the Tampa Bay Lightning fans up in heaven. Come on, come on, let's, let's have some fun just celebrating for the Tampa Bay Lightning this weekend. Well, hey, we're having some fun, but we are so excited you're here for week number two of our cast of characters teaching series. Every week we've been going after one of the characters in the Bible and learning life lessons from their lives to impact us in our lives right here and right now. And today we're gonna look at the life of Jonathan. Jonathan is a fascinating character in the Bible that we don't hear too much about, but he actually played a really key role in the Bible. See, he was the son of the very first king of the nation of Israel. His dad was, was King Saul. 
And, and his best friend was David, the future king of Israel. And for a time in his life, he temporarily played the role of reconciling this relationship that was broken between King Saul and the future king, David. And he stood in a very precarious place between his dad and his best friend. I don't know if you've ever been between two relationships that were kind of having some drama going on and you were the one in the middle trying to make it work. Well, that was, that was Jonathan. That was Jonathan. But he was the perfect person for it because Jonathan was all about relationships. He really was. And he was a valiant warrior. He was a trusted friend. At the end of his life, he died in battle alongside his dad, Saul, and his brothers at Mount Geboa. And he lost his life there. But he lived an incredible life that we read so much about in the Bible. And today we're going to look at one of my favorite stories, an epic story of Jonathan in the Bible. But before we get to that, you know, the real theme of his life was relationships. And so I've titled today's message, The Power of Partnerships. The Power of Partnerships, Relationships. And I'm eager to get after it. And I, I was kind of thinking, if, you know, and if you want to turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 14, that's where we're going to be in a moment. But I was, I was kind of thinking about this, this teaching series and this message specifically. And, and I was thinking about something that happened in, in the Bruce household recently. See, our, our, I don't know if it was our power went out or something happened and our, our, internet, our internet router just straight went down. And I so quickly realized how dependent our family, like almost every American family, has become on the internet. And in fact, I've learned, how do you get your four kids' attention simultaneously? Next time I need their attention, I'm just gonna go turn off the internet router, right? Because they come running out of the rooms. Hey, dad, my, my movie's not working. Hey, dad, the, the game is not working. It's like, you find out how connected you are to the internet, how dependent you are on the World Wide Web. Right? But, but we call the web the web for a reason, right? It's, it's all these micro connections around this macro area of the world where people are connected and integrating their lives to each other. And these connections that happen through messages in our inboxes, through social media, all these connections, even there's, there's pros and cons to it, but there's, there's great strength now of these connections that happen literally around the world. It's made your banking easier and faster. It's made your grocery shopping more convenient. Some of you depend on the internet for school, for work, for entertainment. I mean, we're connected now in a way that civilization has never been connected before. And, and as we talk about partnerships today, I think you're gonna see that by being connected with others, we're actually stronger. This web of relationships that God wants to build in your life is gonna make you stronger and it's gonna make you better. And today I wanna help you see God's vision for relationships and specifically for partnerships in your life. Family, friendships, working partnerships, ministry partnerships, you're gonna see the value of relationships today from Jonathan's life as we look at this amazing biblical character. It was all about partnership. So let's get after it in this epic story. First Samuel chapter 14. We're going to begin in verse one. It says, one day, Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost. Philistine are their enemies. They're in a deadlock battle with the Philistines. He says, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. So Jonathan decides to charge into battle, doesn't tell his dad, and brings along his young armor bearer, brings along a partner. Now, I would not recommend not telling your parents something. Obviously, in this case, it was a unique situation, but you shouldn't hide things from your parents. But there are people in life that you can't tell everything to. 
I mean, there's people in your life that, that don't believe in you, that criticize you, that discourage you, that are just not trustworthy. And sometimes there's a time and place that you need to move forward without including others for some specific reason. But in general, you're always better together to bring others along and share what's happening in your life. It's what makes your life stronger and better. See, Jonathan brought along this armor bearer as he went into battle. He brought someone along with him, this younger armor bearer, this, this companion, this friend, this support. He brought him along into battle. And you know, they say that, that one is, is too small of a number for greatness. One is too small of a number for greatness. Yet so many people are trying to experience a great life in God, but they're trying to do it by themselves. They're trying to fly solo as if they don't need other relationships to lean on. They think I should just be able to do it all on my own. But we need others to pray for us, to encourage us, to support us and to enjoy life together. There's so many amazing reasons to be in partnership with other people. And Jonathan was great at this throughout his life. Whether it was his great friendship with David, or in this case, his armor bearer that he's going into battle with, he was great at bringing others along on the journey with him. Now, I don't know what your life looks like right here and right now in 2022, but I can tell you whatever your family, work, all that, whatever it looks like right now, I can tell you this, if you'll bring others along with you in the journey, it will be better you'll be better. You'll invest your life in them and they in you. You'll have someone there to lock arms with and to care for each other and to celebrate the wins and help each other through the lows in life. You need other believers in your life. There's power in partnership. My second oldest son, Kylan, uh, just turned uh, 13 a couple weeks ago. And what he really wanted for his birthday was to go rock climbing. Now, now Kylan, I'm amazed. He's really a good athlete and he's great at climbing stuff. He's always climbing trees and having fun with this kind of thing. But he's got some serious upper body strength. Like I did not have that upper body strength when I was 13 years old, but he's earned it. For the last coming up here on two years, Literally every single night he goes out and he usually in the tree and he will do pull-ups. It's either in the house, on the tree, somewhere. He'll, he'll do these pull-ups. I think he's up to like 15 every day now. And he could just muscle those things out. And, and so he wanted to go rock climbing. So we found this place down in St. Petersburg called Vertical Ventures. And so I took our four kids and we went down there and, and we had such fun climbing. And for most of the time, we were on this auto belay machine where you attach a rope around your harness and it's attached to something on the ceiling. And as you're climbing this really high wall, if you fall down, it's gonna catch you. And, and we just had so much fun climbing together. But I have not been doing pull-ups every day for the last two years, every night. Like, so by the end of the day, my grip strength was gone. Man, I, my strength was sapped. I was so tired. But man, we had so much fun. Well, there's one point where Kylan wanted to go over to this really high wall that they had. And it's like one with overhangs and cliffhangers. And you see some people that look like pros climbing up this wall. And he's like, I want to try that one, Dad. So we walked down into the pit and, and we're looking up at this huge wall. And, and someone kind of saw us there looking and they said, hey, are you guys belay certified? No, we're like, no, we haven't been certified. We're just here. We've been over there climbing on the beginner area. And they're like, well, I'm sorry, you, you can't actually be down here. You can't climb this part unless you're belay certified. Now, if you've ever done rock climbing, you know what it means to be belayed. It means that like while you're climbing up and you have your harness on with the rope attached to it, there's someone else down on the ground and the rope is attached around their waist and they're slowly letting that rope out and, and they're holding on to it. It's attached around them and they're holding it because if you were to fall as you're climbing, you, you're, you've attached your rope successively up on these rings along the tower. And if you were to fall off this, this rock wall, you're only gonna fall five or six feet because that ring 
that grommet's gonna catch you because they're holding your weight on the other end. And so they're belaying you and you need to be trained on how to do this well. And so the person said, you guys can't climb this height because you haven't been trained in it. You don't have anybody to belay you. You haven't been certified. And what I loved about that, even though we regretted not being able to climb at that time, what I loved about it is that what they were saying is if you want to go higher, you need somebody that's got your back. You need somebody that's holding the rope for you, helping you get higher. And here's what I'm saying to you today. If you want to go higher in life, if you want to experience the full potential of what God wants to do in your life, in your family, you need to have someone who's belaying you, who's got your rope, who's got your back, who's helping you, supporting you, and pushing you higher than you can go alone. If you think that you can get to the greatness that God wants you to experience alone by yourself, listen, you're in danger of a fall. And every rock climber knows that to have someone on the rope on the other end to belay them is not a weakness that they need somebody else. It's actually a strength. It helps them go further. It helps them go faster and with more confidence. And not only that, it's a lot more fun because there's someone there to celebrate when you get to the top. But so many people try to climb up life all by themselves. And they they never experience the thrill of the summit in life because they try to do it alone. So here's my question. Who's holding the rope for you? Who's helping you get higher? And and like Jonathan, are you bringing others along? See, he was so good about bringing others along in his life. In relationship, he did this with his young armor bearer, bringing him along into this adventure. He did it with David being his good friend. See, see, here's a question. Maybe you wanna write it down and think about it this week. Who am I bringing along? Who am I bringing along? Who are you including in your life? Who's in your inner circle? Who are you investing in? David, he... He made investments relationally and it paid off in his life big time. Listen, I, I know being independent sounds good because you don't need to answer to anybody. You don't have to take the time to slow down for anybody. You can just go for what you're going for. But although independent sounds good, it's very lonely in the end. Just trust me, at the end of your life, like it's very lonely, it's disappointing. Like you wanna include others and bring others along because life is just so much better together. Not only that, it's more productive, it's more fulfilling and God created you to be in relationship. Well, Jonathan, he was so good at this. And so he includes his armor bearer and they head out into this, this battle together, united. And let's pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse four. It says, on each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other Sinah. One cliff stood to the north toward Michmash and the other toward the south towards Gibba. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, Let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Let's pause there for a moment. We'll come right back to the story. But Jonathan says to his armor bearer, he says, look, we have challenges on either side. There's these cliffs and here's where we're going. Here's the vision. But look, why don't we take a step towards that vision? Because who knows? God may act on our behalf. And God's powerful. He says he can save whether by many or by few. He says to his young armor bearer, we don't necessarily need a big army to experience a big victory because God is on our side. And when you have God on your side, you have the majority. And what he's doing is he's instilling faith in his friend. He's instilling faith in this partnership. He's sharing his story and how he's seen God work in his life. The faith that he's come to believe in in God, he's, he's passing that on to someone else. He's saying, this is what God has done for me. This is what God can do for us. This is what God can do for you. You've got to trust what I've experienced in God. Let me share that journey with you. And by sharing his journey, by sharing his situation, 
his friend's strength is, or his friend's faith is strengthened. And as you share your faith with your friends, their faith will be strengthened. As you share your journey, the ups and the downs, and you say, listen, this is the valley I went through and how God got me through it. It will strengthen their faith. It will strengthen their faith. So we were at this, this rock climbing facility, Vertical Ventures. There was one part of the facility that I ventured over to about halfway through is called the bouldering area. Now we had been on the auto belay system where we had these ropes attached to these harnesses and all this stuff. And, and so I detached from that and I went over to the, the bouldering area. And this is where they just have all these rocks that you can free climb on. No ropes, just have some fun. And, and so I, I'm climbing up this big boulder and having some fun and, and just really enjoying it. I get to the top. Now I've been climbing with a rope the whole time. And so it was really free to, to climb without the rope. And, and I got to the top and, and there was this brief moment once I got to the top where I just about jumped off backwards and let go with both hands. Now, the, the reason why I almost did that was because all throughout the rest of the day, when I had been climbing to the top, I had this rope attached to me to this blaze system. Whenever I got to the top and I pushed off and jumped back, like I could rappel backwards down safely because this rope would catch me and slowly lower me to the ground. But as I got to the top of this other rock in the bouldering area, I just somehow forgot that I didn't have this rope around me just momentarily. And it was just a brief moment, but as I'm at top, I'm getting ready to push back and let this rope catch me. Thank God I realized <laughs> I don't have a rope attached to me anymore. And right before I jumped back and fell and get flattened like a pancake, I remembered, oh man, I'm by myself. I am all alone. And it was a moment of being terrified because I'm about ready to fall and I realized, man, I've got to be real careful. And so I had to slowly climb down and then jump down all by myself because I didn't have a rope. There's nothing there to catch me. You know, it's really dangerous to climb through life alone without a support system, without others who've got the rope for you, got your back. It's really dangerous to try to fight through enemy territory. And listen, you have an enemy. Life may be going smooth for you right now, but listen, that's when you need to be most aware of the enemy's schemes. Because when life is going smooth, the devil's kind of got you where he wants you. Because when things are going smooth, you're not in battle mode. Your defenses aren't up. You're taking it easy. And the enemy... The Bible says the devil, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he'll do whatever it takes to try to destroy your faith, to destroy your family, to ruin your future. That's his aim in life. He's trying to get back at God because God threw him out of heaven because of his sin. And so because he's trying to get to God, he'll do it through what God loves. And that's you. He loves you. God loves you and he cares about you. And so he'll try to get at you. The devil will. And when your defenses are down and you don't have a support system, and nobody's holding the rope for you to hold you accountable. Hey, how's that prayer time coming? How you doing again in God's word? How's that coming? Hey, I noticed it's an attitude in you. What's going on? Or hey, can I pray for you? Hey, do you need anything? Man, you've been really down lately. Let me, let me help you out. Let's go to a ball game together. Let's go watch some hockey together. You come over to my house. We'll get some snacks. I got you. Look, see, you need a support system. Say, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's what the devil wants you to say. I'm fine. I don't need anything. I'm good. And get you to isolate yourself and pull back and Listen, that, that's, that's when he's got you right where he wants you because then he can lie to you all day long and you don't have anybody else countering his lies. You need a support system. When you're alone, it's a terrifying place to be because you're one slip and fall away from being flattened. Now, now God is a strength in your life and, and certainly we need God and God is there for you. But God nowhere in scripture said that all you need is God plus no other people. Like, Truly, all we really need is Jesus and his grace in our life. I get that theologically, but never in the Bible does God say you don't need other people. In fact, the Bible's filled with one another's. Pray for one another, serve one another, love one another. All throughout the Bible, he over and over again says, you need other people. 
because they're going to make you better and you're going to make them better. It's a two-way partnership. It's an amazing thing that God has created, a partnership. And, and, and look what happens. Look what happens when you have those kind of partnerships in your life. Go back to 1 Samuel where we left off. He says, hey, God may save us if we go. And, and look how his armor bearer replied because Jonathan had brought him along, raised him up, invested in him. Verse seven, he says, do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said, go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. Doesn't that send shivers down your spine? Go ahead, do whatever you have in mind. I'm with you, heart and soul. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if you had someone who look you in the eyes right now and just say, hey, whatever's in, your, whatever's in your mind to do for God, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in your family, whatever it is you envision for your future, hey, go for it. And I'm with you, heart and soul. I've got your back. I'm holding the rope for you. I'm praying for you. I'm with you in this. And if it gets bad and the ship is sinking, I'm right there with you bailing water. It doesn't matter because I'm in this with you. I've got you. Wouldn't it be amazing to have someone look you in the eyes and say that I'm with you, heart and soul? See, that's what God intends for you to have in relationship. And how do you get somebody in your life like that? It's real simple. You hold the rope for others. You get their back. You be that kind of friend to others and you'll look around one day and you'll realize, wow, I got a lot of people that got my back. It's because you've been busy getting their back. See, that's what God intends. He intends for you to have a network of relationships, a support system, partnerships. And you look around Jonathan's life. If you read through his life, he had all these amazing relationships, even with someone like King David, who would be the most influential leader in Israel's history to that point. And he was his best friend. Why? Because Jonathan valued relationships. Jonathan cared about people. He invested time in others. And because he invested in relationships, the return on that was he had others to look at him like his armor bearer did and said, hey, listen, Jonathan, whatever's in your mind to do, I've, I've got you. I'm with you, heart and soul. I've got your back. I'm, I'm going into the battle with you. And if it gets fierce, don't worry. I'm right there with you. Listen, it's dangerous. I am not exaggerating. It is dangerous for you to try to live life without relationships. If you're trying to raise a godly family alone, you're going to fail. I'm telling you, it's true. You need the support system of others. Perhaps you're in a marriage and you're trying to raise godly kids. You need to be in a marriage group, a life group with, with other couples. There's so many times I was in a group like that, especially when our kids are real young and, and we're sharing stories around the circle about some challenges and things like that. It's like, Oh, praise God, I am not the only one. I mean, so many times Jennifer and I look at each other, okay, we're not the only ones that get disagreements about that. We're not the only ones that go through that kind of crisis and trial. Okay, we just, just a big sigh of relief. I'm not the only one. And you need people like that in your life that you can kind of, after the conversation, whew, I'm glad I'm not the only person that's dealing with that. Glad that I'm not the only person struggling with that. Right? You, you need those relationships in your life. You're trying to raise a godly family. Like, don't, don't try to do it alone. You, you, God's plan, even in family, was to have one man and one woman together as, as companions, as partners. They're partnered together, man and a woman, to raise these children. You, you need to do it together. Now, listen, some of you might be a single parent and you're trying to raise a family. You're like, but that'd be nice to have someone there, but I had someone leave me and I'm, I'm trying to do this by myself. You need, still need a support network. It didn't work out maybe how you planned. 
right? But, but you, you still have the strength of the church around you. You need to lean into those relationships. You don't have a, a dad in the household, then get some other men around you in the church in your life and say, hey, would you, would you be willing to take my, my son out for fishing sometime? Take, take him out with you and your boys. I, I want you guys to spend some time together. Bring him to student experience. Get your kids involved in the church. You, it takes a village, they say, right? It takes a tribe. Like, let's lean on each other. Even though your family might not look the way you intended it, you're still part of God's family and you need those relationships in your life. Come on. You know this is true. You, you need to rely on others. Don't do it alone. You're trying to start a Christian business. The only way that thing is really gonna thrive and reach its potential and make an impact in this world is if you lean on others. You're gonna need people to support you, to pray for you, to advise you, maybe to fund you, but you need to lean into the support and strength of others to make it what it could be. If if you're trying to uh, win sobriety or overcome uh, some other kind of form of temptation, you need people to hold you accountable, to, to be there when you fall and slip up and say, hey, it's gonna be okay, you're gonna make it, don't give up, keep going. You're gonna need counselors and prayer partners. You need people on your side. You need an alliance if you're trying to do anything significant. The higher the summit, the higher the mountaintop, the stronger your support system needs to be at the foundation. You need to have somebody on that rope. So who is it? Who's got the rope for you? I don't know what mountain you're trying to climb, what sin you're trying to overcome, what great thing you're trying to build in your life, what vision you have. I don't know what that is, but what I can tell you is this. For that to to win in your life, you got to have somebody on the rope and usually multiple people on the rope. So so who are those people in your life? Again, how do you get those people in your life if you don't have them? Well, you got to start holding the rope for others. Hey, how are you doing? How can I pray for you? Oh, you you need something? Let me help. I, I want to help. Not, not let me know when you need help. No, they, they already need help. So, hey, I'm, I'm going to help you. What's the best way I can help you? This is stepping into the fire with others. And, and then you, one day you look around and you got people like this armor bearer, like said to Jonathan, hey, I'm with you heart and soul. I'm with you heart and soul, but you got to be that for others and help them win their life dreams if you want to see them be a part of the dreams God's put in your heart. Here, here's the lesson in all this. Strong partnerships win tough battles. Want to win some tough battles, you got to have some strong partnerships. Partnerships, that's, that's what we all need. I was headed actually to a meeting earlier the day before we went to the rock climbing place and uh, I had a meeting that day. I never actually got to that meeting. I did make it thankfully to, for my son to go rock climbing later that day, but I didn't make it to the meeting I had earlier the day because I went out to the car and I only had a few minutes to get where I was going and I, I, I tried to turn the car on and, and dead battery. It was dead, straight dead. And, and I had to get somebody to help me jump it. And we have all been a part of someone helping us jump a, a, a vehicle. And I, I finally got it started, but, but it, it was bad. It wasn't, it wasn't going to really make it throughout the day. And so I, I went to a car place and got my alternator fixed and switched out and a new alternator belt. And it was just this big, big job. But I got back on the road, eventually needed to get my battery replaced as well. And so, you know, in, in this process, I, I'd been jumped a number of times. And, and, and you know what it's like to have your vehicle jumped or to help somebody else, right? It's like you're out of power. Right? And they connect their power source to your power source, to your engine, to your battery. And, and then you give it a few minutes and you crank it up and pff, all the power comes back. The vehicle that was dead comes back to life. It's because you got an extra power source connected to your lack of power. And it brings the engine back roaring on. There's going to be times in your life when you feel like you've got no more energy. It's like, I don't know if I can keep going. I, I can't get through another Monday. I can't get through another cycle of this. I just can't keep going. And that's when you need to pull in close, pull in close to the people like Jonathan had right here with him, this armor bearer. Like, hey, I, I just need someone to, to carry the armor for me. I, I'm just getting fired at by the enemy. Could you, just, could you just take up a shield for me? Could you just pray for me? Like, here's what's going on. But you have to be transparent. You have to be vulnerable and get real and get raw with him and say, hey, this is what's happening. And, but if you don't do that, if you don't take that step to include others, how are they gonna hold the rope for you? 
They don't know what you're climbing. They don't know what the mountain is in your life. They don't know what valley that you've sunk into. But how are they gonna pull you out unless you share it with them? See, sometimes when you don't have any power left of your own, you need to connect those wires. Just like when you're getting cards up, you need to connect it to other sources of power. And ultimately, the greatest source of power is our God in heaven. And that's why it's so important that you stay connected to him on a daily basis. This is why the first thing every day you should do, before you check your phone, you should check in with your father in heaven. Like, God, there's the one thing I need. I don't care if my, my phone battery's dead. I forgot to charge it last night. I can get through life without my phone. It's gonna be a lot more inconvenient and difficult. But one thing I cannot get through this day with is without connecting into my father in heaven. Like, that's the source of power I need. And if, if my spiritual battery is not charged, it doesn't matter if everything else is going right because it's all wrong if this is not right. And so, God, I'm going to stay connected to you. But after you connected with him, the next most important thing, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And what was the second greatest command Jesus said? Love your neighbor as yourself. You've got to connect those wires into other people. You need that strength. You need that support system. When you get those relationship wires right in your life, man, things really start to fire up. Things really start to move. And if you want to go the distance, if you want to drive the distance with God, then, then you, you've got to have those those connections to other sources of power in your life, even when you feel weak. I'm just trying to say that strong partnerships are what it takes to win tough battles. And all of us are in battles in different ways in our life and others can help you and get you through it. And, and look, there's, there's a lot of reasons why you need to build relationships. So many benefits. One, it, you can serve other people in relationships, which unlocks your purpose. So many people are wandering around from chase to chase, pursuit to pursuit, and they're trying to find that thing that's gonna fulfill them. And, and, and the reason why they're coming up empty-handed is because it's all self-centered. Like if I can just get more, if I can just be more, accomplish more, they think that's gonna fulfill them in life. And, and really, when, when you really start to come alive, I, mean, I watch this all the time. I get the joy of being a pastor and, and equipping people for the work of ministry, and I see them serving others, and they come alive because they know that God is using them to impact another life. Like all those stories you just heard earlier in the service, all those, that was not just one person. That was an army of people serving and loving and praying and using their giftedness and, and technology and music and greeting people and administration, all these things coming together through God's church and impacting and transforming lives. And, and you talk to someone who's busy serving other people. Man, some of the greatest people you ever talk to because they're just so on fire and full of joy because they're like, man, I'm getting to have a purpose. And part of the reason we connect with other people is to unlock our purpose of helping other people. It's so fulfilling when you give us some of your time to help somebody else. Another benefit of partnerships together is wisdom. God brings knowledge and understanding and life experience and education, all these things into our life through other people. Friendships. Friendships is an amazing reason to connect your life into others because you can enjoy life together. It might be some shared experiences that you have together. It might be how you rub off on each other and influence each other for the better, but friendship is so beautiful. It's God's gift to us. And I think also opportunities. Opportunities are one of the reasons why you need to have relationships in your life. Because if you think about it, most every connection, idea, or resource, almost everything that came into your life from the outside came through a person. It might have been through a boss who gave you an opportunity because you had a relationship and they saw how you worked and how diligent you were. It might be through a family member who loved you and been there for you and they said, let me help you in this way. But, but most of the great things that have come into our life have come through a person. And likewise, some of the greatest gifts that you can give to others, it comes through relationship, your investment in other people. 
you know, I mentioned that my car died the other day, but it wasn't just that day that it died. It actually been successively dying. I didn't know it was the alternator that was going out, but it died. And I, I got a jump from one of my neighbors one day. And then like a few days later, it died again. <laughs> and I, I went to the other neighbor because I didn't want to ask him twice. So I go, I knock on his door. Hey man, can you give me a jump? And I got a jump. And like, it was like the third time. And I already asked these two neighbors that had trucks on either side of me across the street. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to ask these guys again. I told my son, he's out playing basketball in the driveway. I was like, hey, man, just tell me when one of these other neighbors get home. Just come inside and get me. <laughs> it's like later on that day, I need to go. And I saw one of my neighbors that has driven by my house probably a thousand times in the last eight years I've lived there. And we always wave at each other, but he lives like further down the street. So we've had a few conversations, but never really dead. There's always like, hey, what's up, man? And, and, and he drove by and, and, and he was down at the end of the street. And, and I flagged him down. I was like, hey, Mark, hey, Mark, would you want to give me a jump? He brings his little battery, portable battery over. It hooks me up. It gets me out on the road again. And I was kind of laughing about it because I kind of like, I don't want to wear out my welcome, but I did. I had, I had a friend over here I could help and, and I had a friend over here that could help me. And then I had a neighbor like way down the street that could help me out. I, I felt like I had support in every direction while I was trying to figure out my problem so I could get on the road again. I finally figured it out. That my battery is bad and my alternator is bad. <laughs> so I finally got on the road again, but I took support from multiple directions, multiple angles. And some of you, when I say inner circle, you're thinking of like the two, three, four friends that you love to hang out with. And that's your circle. And I don't want you to misapply this message. You just go put more time into just those few people. I want you to think bigger. Like, like you need help and support from every direction. You know, the Bible says to, to, to not be prideful in, and not be willing to associate with people of low position. Some of you, it's like, I'm only going to hang out with these few people that like, they're like me, like, and they, they look like me, they talk like me, act like me, or the, the cool people in my life. I, and, and listen, part of the strength of your relationship network is that you're going to be willing and open to expand your vision, to spend time with and invest in people that maybe are very different than you. They come from a different background than you. They might vote different than you. Right? They, they, they might eat different kind of food than you do. They might go do different things for hobbies than you. But, but when you start to love others and serve others, not based on your predispositions and your, your beliefs and your qualifiers and your prejudices, and you start to break down those walls, man, the world opens up with opportunity. Just start to dream bigger and think bigger. Like, man, I need, I need connections in all different directions in my life. And this person over here, I might not see them often, but I'm gonna love them whenever I'm around them. And that person over there, when I'm with them, I'm gonna encourage them and build them up. Listen, you just need to expand your circle. Expand your circle. An inner circle doesn't mean it needs to be a small circle. You need to have a big circle. You need to have a big support system. You need to have people in your life that believe in you and you believe in them. Jonathan was this kind of guy who he had friendships all the way from the king of the country, David, all the way to his armor bearer who served him. He just invested in people because he cared about other people. Well, here's how the story wraps up in 1 Samuel chapter 14. Let's go back one, more, one last time. Look with me, if you will, at verse eight. It says, so Jonathan said, come on then. <laughs> You're with me in heart and soul. Well, come on then, come on then. We will, we will cross over toward them and let them see us. Now, this is not a good battle strategy. Just let them see us, right? But, but he's got a reason for this. He says, if they say to us, wait there until we come to, until we come to you, we will, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up. It's like he got some rock climbing in him too. He's like, let's go, belay me, let's go. He said, we'll climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes that they were hiding in. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. <laughs> Famous last words. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up with me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. See, they were fighting for a bigger purpose than just themselves. They were fighting for their whole nation. So he says in verse 13, Jonathan climbed up using his hands and his feet and with his armor bearer right behind him. He had his back. 
the Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer. He followed him and killed behind him. And the first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about half an acre. Then panic struck the whole army, those in the camp and the field, and those in the outposts and the raiding parties, and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. So God used their courageous steps together, their partnership to accomplish so much more than they could have imagined. God was at work. It took them stepping in courageously to the problem, doing it together in partnership. And then God's partnership came in and added the extra strength and power. Notice what else it says down in verse 20. In verse 20, it goes on and it says, that then Saul and all his men assembled and they went to the battle. They found the Philistines in total confusion, striking each other with their swords. And then finally, down in verse 23, it says, so on that day, the Lord saved Israel and the battle moved on beyond beth So God used their partnership to save their nation, to, to help a whole group of people because they partnered together and they stepped into battle, linking arms together, supporting each other. God used their courage to win a whole battle for his people. And God wants to use you to be a leader, to help other people, to invest in relationships and bring others up, to bring others along like Jonathan so often did in his life. He wants to use you to invest in other people, to help people find and follow Jesus, to get closer to him, to build his church. God wants to use you to make your family relationships better, not just your relationships with others, but he wants you like like Jonathan did between Saul and David, to be that mediator between others, to be that peacemaker, to be the love that's that gel that holds others in relationship. God wants to use you to be a leader in your friendship circle, your network, your inner circle, which I hope is a really large circle. God wants to use you in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your church, if you will believe in and connect into the power of partnership with others to be a leader. And what's it mean to be a leader? It simply means that you're the first one that takes a step, right? That, that you reach out, that you take the text, that you meet the need. You're, you're willing to step into the need. See, I grew up in Michigan where we had snow in the winter months. And man, it, sometimes it was thick snow. And if you're ever walking down a path and you were so thankful that someone had been there before you because you could see their footprints about six inches down into the snow with every print. And, and, and you're on your way to your bus ride as a little kid. You're so happy someone else had walked before you because all you had to do was just put your feet and those footprints. And it was so much easier to walk through the snow. I mean, you Florida people know nothing about this, right? But it was so much easier walking through that snow when someone was ahead of you, right? Because you just put your feet wherever their feet went, right? It was so much easier. And that's what it looks like to be a leader. Is, is the leader, here's the final lesson. Leaders take the first step in relationships. You're the first one to step into the mess. You're the first one to step into the problem. You're the first person to reach out to the person who has no partnerships, who has no friends and say, hey, listen, I'll be a friend for you. Like, because look, Jesus was a friend for me when I was in need. And so I wanna be a friend to you. See, what it looks like to be a leader is, is simply influence. It's influencing others in your relationship world so that they can get connected to the greatest relationship of all, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Leaders take the first step. And I'm so thankful that Jesus took the first step toward me and toward you. As it says in Romans chapter five, while we were still in our sin, while we were broken, all jacked up, all messed up, Jesus reached out his hand of compassion. And he said, 
I'll go first. I'll give of my life. And he hung there on that Roman cross 2,000 years ago and he died a painful sinner's death, even though he had no sin. He died for your sin because he loved you and wanted to be in partnership with you, wanted to have a relationship with you. So he said, I'll go first. I'll be the leader. I'll give of myself. I'll serve you so that you know what love looks like. And because he loved you so much, you can go and forgive others when they hurt you. You can go and sacrifice your time and effort and energy and resources to love others. Why? Because Jesus hung there on that cross and gave his life for you. And that is what it looks like to be in partnership. That's what it looks like to be in relationship. So who is it in your life today that you need to reach out to? What relationships do you need to form so that you have someone holding your rope when you're trying to summit the mountain in your life? I hope that you'll step into relationship in a greater way. Get connected to a life group, get on a serving team, get involved, get connected, take that step. Why? Because you will be better when you're together. Right on? Come on, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much that you reached out to us when we were alone and broken and at our worst. And you gave of your life so that we could have eternal life. Jesus, thank you that you cared to be in relationship with us when we didn't deserve it. We weren't worthy of it, but Jesus, you still stretch out your hand. And Jesus, thank you that you've continued to do that through thick and thin, through, through every rise and fall, through every mountain and every valley. God, you've always been there holding the rope for us, helping us get higher, helping us climb toward our potential. Jesus, thank you for believing in us. And so first of all, God, we thank you that we have a relationship with you. That's what matters most. And God, I pray for anyone who's hearing this message today that doesn't have a relationship with you, that they will humble themselves and say, God, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Jesus, thank you that you paid the price for my sins on that cross. And I, I'm asking you to forgive me of all my sins and receive you into my life right here and right now. But God, many of us have taken that step. And, and, and the next step for us out of our relationship with you is we need to build some stronger relationships with people around us. God, we need to reach out. We might say for excuses that we're not a relationship person, or maybe we've been burned in past relationships, but God, whatever our reasons, they explain us, they just don't excuse us. We know that God, relationship is where you want us to be because that's where we're better, that's where we're stronger. And so today, God, we're, we're asking for the courage to take the initiative, to reach out more this week, to connect with other people, to serve others, to make our time available for other people because when we, when we include others, God, we know that's where life really gets good. So God, help us today to be the kind of people in relationship that build partnerships, just like Jonathan did. Partnerships that make us better, that win the battles that you have us in. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your relationship with us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Before our usher team comes forward to receive our tithes and offerings and response cards, here's a few important things happening with our CE family. You can make a difference in your community. On Sunday, June 26, we will be collecting food for those in need at every CE campus. We'll be distributing food to local food banks to help people in our communities. If you're interested in making a difference together, you can pick up an empty Unleashing Compassion bag after service on Sunday, June 19th, and bring it back full of food on June 26th. We've got a gift for you. You're receiving free access to a huge streaming 
online library of over 10,000 video Bible studies, leadership videos, kids shows, and more. To sum it up, it's like Netflix of Bible study videos. You will have free access to thousands of video resources to help you with parenting, marriage, spiritual growth, and more. It includes content for all ages and stages of life, all free to you. As a gift from the CE family, check it out. Just head over to the website shown on the screen now. As our ushers come forward to collect our response cards and receive our tithes and offerings, sometimes you may miss a week while out on vacation or while sick. But we're going to continue to make an impact for Christ every week, and your consistent generosity allows that to happen. By setting up online recurring giving, your dollars are making a big kingdom impact through your church family, even when you can't be with us. We hope to see you every Sunday this summer and can't wait to see all that God does in our lives. Thank you for being on mission with us to help more people experience a full life in Jesus Christ.
the best time today worshiping and learning with you you may have made a commitment during the service if you did we'd love to reach out to you if you have any questions comments prayer requests again please go to churchexperience.tv connect or scan the qr code on the screen want to get even more connected check out our ce social media instagram facebook or the website even the app go ahead and also hit that subscribe button right here what a great day it has been can't wait to see you guys next week